What's up, guys? Welcome in to College Football Uncensored. Um, I am your host, Chris Marler. I'm joined by our co-host, Tyler Huck. So welcome in. Uh, Tyler, how are you doing, man? Sweet 16, buddies. <laughs> <laughs> um, all my friends and, you know, fiancés and anyone that's important, they all made the Sweet 16. I'm not sure if your team didn't. Um, yeah, that was a that was a, a pretty fun weekend, man. I know we, we recapped the majority of it on Sunday. Um, for the Monday pod. And then we left all the stuff that was going to happen on Monday. Um, I'm trying to think of like the big highlights of that day, because there were some good games. The LSU Michigan game was a really good game for 36 minutes. Every other game was a blowout. Yeah. Also, I was on the wrong end of, of betting on all of them, um, which was fun. <laughs> so I like started off. I was like, Iowa, dude, I'm taking the money line and just letting it ride. It's gonna be awesome. I will say we we already got feedback on the last episode. People were not happy that we didn't wait till the end. I will take full responsibility for for that. Um, see, the thing is, when you when you move to when you cut the cord, you move to streaming. Mm-hmm. The only downside of it is that live sports are about thirty seconds behind like normal cable. Right. So you were reacting in real time, and I was watching at the same time, and it was I wasn't. I wasn't caught up, so you were blowing it for me. So I just wanted to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, when you when like we've known each other for a long time, and I've had other um, podcast co-hosts tell me to focus before, but like you've never done that, so I was like very confused as to what was going on. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it, it was. I went back and listened to it, and it was. <laughs> I mean, it was an incredible ending that game because yeah. Florida also. I thought they had that game in hand, and then Oral Roberts, of course, comes back. I mean, like this weekend was. It was hands down the, the craziest weekend, first weekend in NCAA tournament history, right? Yeah. Um, probably like my most successful weekend ever with memes. So like, also want to throw that out there. Um, you get a response from John Morgan from Morgan and what? Morgan? <laughs> the Morgan and Morgan guy. Say my <laughs> name. I was like, no, sir. Jeez, don't talk to me like that. Uh, it, was a, it was an awesome weekend. Like, there was like there was so much so much fun that happened. I, I tell you what, on Monday night, I'm glad we recorded at least one pod early because. By Monday night in the Bama game, I was just a zombie. I was out of it. It was a long four days. Um, and I'm really glad that game wasn't close because if it was, I would have had a heart attack. You, you guys, Florida State was up 24 to 20 at the half <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a basketball game, not football. It, it may have been the worst half of a game I've ever watched. Um, the second half was great, though. We ended up pulling away, winning by 18. So we faced Michigan. Um. Michigan looked really good. I, I tell you what, like I was really confident that LSU was going to win that game. Um, they have so many people that can score so many people. And we talked about it last week. And I, of course I said, Javante smart. I don't know if he can take over a game. He ends up having 30 points. It was an incredible stat line. Uh, or I think he had 27. 27 but, um, yeah. yeah. And then Cam, Cam Thomas has 30 and that kid. Like, I, I feel like LSU's offense for, for whatever reason, like, like Trenton Wofford is a five-star huge recruit. He was dominant at times in the sec tournament against arkansas and bama just like just basically bullying his way inside because he's bigger than most people guarding him um and and just constantly getting to the rim so he wasn't really able to do that he had an off night i think he had like 11 points or something like that but lsu's offense seems to like revert back to only giving cam thomas the ball when when it's like when they start panicking not like when it's crunch time necessarily but like when they start panicking um and, and start playing tight and that's that's what i saw that happen well we, we talked about it in the podcast from sunday night you know 
LSU relied on Ken Thomas in this tournament, mm. and, and rightfully so, but he is a freshman, and he scored 30 in this game, so you can't yeah. really discount him. 19 that. in the first half. But, yeah, he started off really hot, and then he really struggled to make shots in the second half, and that and that's kind of – you know, this was a game full of huge runs. You know, yeah, there was I – th- I think LSU had a, a, an 8 or a 10-0 run, and then Michigan came back, and then LSU came back. But ultimately, Michigan, midway through the second, had a 14-1 to run where Ken right. Thomas couldn't make shots. If Michigan just had more length than LSU, and they were able to wear yeah. him down. I think they had better depth. You know, they had that monster Hunter Dickinson, seven foot one freshman. Um Franz Wagner. I mean, oh my God, I was so tired. Worst name ever. It was awful. It's the awful. worst basketball. I mean, this guy should be like a French fence. What do you call a, a fen- fen- is it a fencist? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a fencist. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you would call that. Uh, for one, and then two, I, I mean, Michigan. I, you have to give them credit because I, I was really excited for what I thought was going to happen, and like, you know, I, it was kind of going out on a limb and saying like, all right, listen. Like I'm calling it now. LSU's beating Michigan because they were really they were only a four and a half point underdog, which is not a lot for a one versus eight seed, right? Right. And you guys know I went on that rant about the Big Ten, and it hit me. Uh, or I went on that rant on Monday, and it hit me. I guess like Monday night we were walking the dogs before the games, and I was like, "Oh man, the SEC could like absolutely end the Big Ten's year, like the entire yeah. season, like tonight." Um, and I got real excited about that. <laughs> and I mean, you have to, you just hats off to, to Juwan Howard in Michigan because they, they played a fantastic second half and they made adjustments. Um, but yeah, it was an incredible game to watch. And it was, I was sad for LSU, but uh, two SEC teams now advancing. Uh, <laughs> do we want to talk about, well, I guess we can oh. talk about the Oral Roberts thing first off, because yeah, I, I mean, we were, we were watching it live. Oral Roberts, good. Like, like we, we already, it feels like we already covered this, but it still seems like maybe we didn't cover it enough because of how crazy this tournament has been. Like, I feel like we could say it a million times and it, it really wouldn't stress or do it justice of like how ridiculous it's been. Well, Oral Roberts, I mean, God, they're, they're fun to watch too. It's uh, yeah. I didn't realize, you know, they obviously advanced past Florida. Um, and that was a really good game down to the wire. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Arkansas and Oral Roberts actually played this season in the regular season. Yeah. I didn't realize we were doing that because I thought everyone was playing their own conference. But um, I mean, because again, Oral Roberts is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, and which is, I, I guess, not far from Fayetteville. I've never been to either. But yeah, so like they're familiar with them. And, and I think it was, didn't Arkansas win by 10? But but it was like Oral Roberts is up early or something yeah. like that. Like, so it'll be, I mean, if you would have told me that Oral Roberts was going to score that many points on Florida, especially the way the first half went. I, I mean, I would have thought you were crazy because there's no way they would have kept at that pace. And they definitely did. And Florida just did kind of what they did all year and just fell apart late They're, They, they seemed like they had no idea what to do once it got down to like the, like the moment where they needed a coach or like leadership or, or something, right? Like, like they need to look at, at the guy and Trey man has been great, mm-hmm. but I mean, he couldn't carry that entire team. And Keontae Johnson's supposed to be that guy for them. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately, so. you know, some health concerns obviously kept him out the rest of the year after collapsing on the court. But um, yeah, man, I mean, look, the first time that Arkansas and Oral Roberts uh, met, they Abnet or Abmus, Max Abmus, who was the nation's leading no, only had, you don't had 11 points. Oh, it's, That's it? I, Amos? What? How do you pronounce I it? So. I don't know. Somebody said that it's like Andy Katz on CBS was like, 
he made some comment about like a very snide comment. I hate when people do that. Like when, when you correct somebody, if it's not your name, right? right. Like, right. It, it, like, don't be a dick about it. Like, I mean, yeah, God anyway. forbid. I didn't know, you know, the starting shooting guard for Oral Roberts, how to say his but, name. Exactly. And so again, like, so Andy Katz was like sitting there on the, uh, what do you call it? Like on set. And he was like, okay, guys, and you guys have been saying it all day. You don't pronounce the B. And Charles Barkley's like, I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> it's like, you don't correct Charles Barkley on grammar. Like, um, right. but yeah, I'll tell you what, one thing from this weekend, we'll talk about like favorite thing from the weekend, least favorite thing from the weekend. Favorite thing besides the awesome moments of basketball and, and Saturday as a whole. Um, I mean, maybe the Bama game. That was pretty fun. That was a fun time. Uh, the least favorite thing was that fucking commercial for that show, Chad. They, I swear to God, there were four channels. That 48 games were on the first two days. Four channels. There were six six commercials. AT&T. There was... Big Trick Energy. <laughs> big Trick Energy. I got the sauce. Who got the sauce? I got the sauce. Whatever that is. Um, there was like a Burger King commercial and then another AT&T commercial. And then that, if anybody, I just can't imagine anybody watching that many commercials for Chad. That was the same commercial and be like, you know what? That's funny. That's growing on me. The big trick that was, energy energy thing. was ridiculous. I mean, first of all, the premise of the show, I guess, what is it? Street magic. I, I stopped, <laughs> I tuned out, but I mean, it's like, did they, did they just really think that if like we do like a dick pun? Like, yeah, it'll get people to watch the show. Big Without trick energy. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of magicians in general. So, I think, like, you can't just creep me out. You can't no, and them. they're always whispering. Like, why? <laughs> get away from me. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, two SEC teams advance Bama and Arkansas, which were honestly the two best teams that, uh, mm -hmm. I think were, you know, going into the, the tournament. Um, how are you feeling about field, Bama? How how you feeling about Bama against UCLA? I mean, UCLA's a, been really good. Not a bad road to the Elite Eight, by the way, playing a 15, I know. <laughs> 10, and an 11 seed. I didn't even realize they were doing that until you brought it up the other day. Um, but, like, looking at the bracket, so you, you brought up the stat the other day. It's, like, it's the lowest average seed rank of any Sweet 16 in the history of the tournament. It's, like, it's like 5.7 like is, like, the, the average rank um their average seed which is ridiculous I, I, bama looks like a two seed but there's times like they against iona they look like you know not great it, like they, they yeah, kind of would be the incredible against maryland though yeah it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i had a lot of fun with that um the, the dogs and alley did not but uh i i had a blast they couldn't so, miss from three it was crazy they had 16 remember we were we were like gushing over colorado making 16 threes yeah Bama made 16 threes in this game yeah, it was, I mean, like, and, and the biggest thing for Bama, too, is, and like, I'm trying to, like, avoid it because I don't want people, we don't, we don't have to talk about Bama. Again, they want a gymnastics title and some other shit. It's like, it's not good for anybody. They need, they need to stop, but, like, they need to be stopped. But that team, Primo was back, which was huge yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, and back, back like, pretty quickly from something I thought was, like, a pretty nasty only injury. three games, right? Yeah, because um, when it, that injury happened, it was like a non-contact injury, like a knee or, or I think, and, and people were like, or the announcer was like, oh, and that is the worst kind of injury you don't want to see. No one even touched him. He's down on the ground. He, he's going to be a while before he's back. And I was like, what the hell just happened? But um, Primo coming in, he was he was clutch. And then 
Petty, if they can get Petty going, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm, Gonzaga 20. will beat them. Yeah, and he finally started hitting threes. Like, these, like, and when it happened, you could tell that it lifted the entire fucking team up. Like, like the, I think the game was like relatively close, and they were still kind of like trading back and forth because Maryland put up a lot of points. I was, I was pretty impressed. Like yeah. for what they usually do, because I, I don't think they, I think they average like sixty-two a game. But the moment, like, you, like we might have been up like by three or five. The moment Petty hit his first three, which feels like it was the first three since like fucking November of 2019, then the entire bench erupted, like the team erupted. It was it was awesome. Like so, I think that like that probably played into it because then everyone just got hot afterwards. Well, I mean, the good thing for Bama is you did this all. You scored 96 points, won by 19 points without Herb Jones, who's the SEC Player of the Year. He was yeah. in foul trouble the whole game. Whole so game. I mean, Shackelford had five threes, Petty had four threes. Um, the bench outscored Maryland thirty-nine to nine. And, and look, this is what Alabama does. They're the top three-point shoot, shooting team in the nation. Right. Um, here's a here's a scary stat for you. Pac-12 is nine and one in this tournament. Five, five of the nine wins have come as an underdog, and four of those wins as an underdog were by double digits. They won by double digits, or they were underdog they, by double digits. They won by double digits. Jesus, I mean, I'll be I still honest, think Alabama's like, playing really well, though, man. It's it's. Well, they I look think like shit against Iona for for a half. Yeah. Um, half. So, Bill Walton is obviously like on a, a, a bunch character. of drugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, um, he's. I mean, he's like in another atmosphere, another another universe, but. Um, he kept bringing it up beforehand, like you know, because he played at UCLA and how it's the conference of champions, blah blah. You got a tip of the cap to the Pac-12 because as much as we give them shit all the time for football and how you know they're irrelevant, they're they're so irrelevant when it comes to football, just so irrelevant. Um, yeah. And and honestly, like I didn't think that their basketball was that strong. I, I've watched Oregon State games, like that's not maybe not the best example, but look what USC did at Kansas last night. Oh my god, they won by thirty. That was yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, so, by the yeah. way, have you seen that stat? USC's coach all time in the tournament. I think last night would have moved him to either eight and zero or ten and zero against the spread in the tournament all time. Well, I like that. I like that stat a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Never. Yeah, lost I mean, like, I think spread. that uh, like I was looking at something today on ESPN. Actually, I'll bring it up real quick because it's it's pretty good. They they reseeded like the the Sweet Sixteen, and and I feel even more lost looking at it now. Than I did before looking at it. like I was like oh well maybe this will help me understand like who the good teams really are because there were so many upsets and then I was going through it it did not it did not at all um because like bottom line and we should we should talk about this is anyone gonna beat Gonzaga they're so good they're so fucking good yeah uh, I mean it's so it's, much fun to watch too it's a weird year with COVID and Gonzaga's on the west coast and I I feel like people just aren't really tuned into basketball anyways until the tournament, but they're like in the conversation for one of the best teams ever statistically. Mm -hmm. uh, they haven't lost a game. They're just destroying people. Yeah. Um, I mean, Oklahoma had no shot in that game. Um, we'll see what they do against Creighton, but I mean, I think they're double digit favorites again. Creighton. <laughs> I mean, as they should, every single time I look at a first half line from them, it's like, like a double digit first half line. And I'm not talking about just, in their shitty conference where they, I, I swear to God, Gonzaga plays Mount St. Mary's 17 times a year, but like it's always 
a double digit first half uh, line. And then also like their team total is around like 44, which is a lot of points out of the gate in the first half. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they, they pass it every time. So they had a slow start and they still just took over and ended up winning by, by 16. I mean, Baylor's good, but you know, especially down the stretch. And I know they had the three weeks uh, where they had, they had to be out because of COVID and that's obviously going to affect your team. And, and they lost to West Virginia. And I think one other game as well, but I, I don't think Baylor, I mean, like I, I've seen Baylor at least be vulnerable or like, you know, have like a chink in the armor. I haven't seen that from Gonzaga at all. Like no. if Bama plays Gonzaga, like just give him the trophy. There's no, I mean, <laughs> there's absolutely no way. Like anyway, but they re All it takes it. is a down night. All it takes is a down night and some hot shooting from Alabama and it could happen. But you know, it's an interesting bracket. Now you got a lot of blue bloods now after a bunch of upsets, you got Baylor Villanova who everyone thought they'd probably lose in the first round um is mm-hmm. suddenly in the sweet 16 um you know houston syracuse so i mean there's there's a lot of really good big names left in this tournament um i'm excited to watch this uh what is it start saturday um yeah it's really weird so yeah i think you know we won't necessarily preview the games but i think bam no. can beat ucla and then and then arkansas i mean look between uh Amos, I, I don't. I'm now. I'm never gonna say this guy's name right. I'm just gonna keep saying Abmus. <laughs> Abner Doubleday, <laughs> and then that Obenar guy. They've they between the two of them, they've scored 114 points so far in the tournament. That's ridiculous. But here's the thing, and it's, they brought this up the other day because outside of Moses Moody and um and and was it Justin Smith, like I think the rest of the team shot like 31 percent from the field for Arkansas. I don't think it matters. Texas Tech is a really good team. And I understand yeah. the Oral Roberts thing is awesome. Like, it's a great story. Um, they played already earlier in the year. And this is honestly before Arkansas was that good. Like, Arkansas really hit stride, like, when it mattered most at the end of the season yeah. in, in winning, like, 13 of the last 14 games. I, I just – they are such a good team. Like, and they can – they I guess they scored 64 points against Texas Tech. That is, like – 10 to 15 points lower than what they've been scoring while on this run. Right. I don't think that Oral Roberts is going to be able to keep up with them. And if, if Moody gets hot, like it's game over, like, and you already have somebody else to help with them with, with Justin Smith. I'd say what I was really surprised about was uh, when they did these reseeding, it was Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Bama, which I, I felt like made sense. And then Loyola, Chicago was five. I saw that. I'm so confused because they're an eight seed. Well, yeah, everyone's talking about how that got screwed up because they were even before the tournament in the Ken Palm. I think they were top ten or at least top yeah. fifteen. Um, yeah. So it, uh, bef- the next time we record, most of these games will be played. I, I think all of them will be. Uh, we'll, we'll, no, depending the, on when they're the, playing them on. They, they don't finish till Tuesday. No, I mean the Sweet Sixteen games. Mm-hmm. The, so if you had to guess right now, the teams that advance. Oh God. I'll I'll go first. I'll take yeah. Gonzaga between Gonzaga and Creighton, obviously. I'll take Oregon over USC. Oregon looked yeah, great. Yeah, I'll take that. Looked great. Uh, I'll take – I'll go with the homeboys. I'll go Florida State over Michigan. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not confident in that pick, but they looked really good in the second half. Uh, I'll take Bama over UCLA to set up the Florida State-Bama matchup in the – Oh, yeah. Late eight. Uh, I'll take – let's go Q's over Houston. I don't think that's a, a- – that far of a stretch i can see that um i'll go loyola to advance against oregon state i'm sorry sorry for what's up loss. uh and then i'll go arkansas and baylor how about you any differences um 
Yeah, I mean, a, a couple. And, and it's a perfect segue because I want to get into some of these brackets. Um, have you checked the, the pool for our College Football Uncensored pool? Because we need to get I, an update on it. All I know is I've been marking. Uh, remember when I said my favorite thing about the tournament is printing out my bracket and highlighting and scratching out. For those watching on video, look how much stuff is scratched out on this bracket. Yeah. All like, those like, wrong picks. <laughs> um. Also, I was having a hard time keeping up with this. Maybe it's just I'm stupid. Like looking at my bracket, because like the way they set it up this year, it's like there's, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like the way ESPN had it listed because I was like, I forgot who I had picked on, like, on several of these. Um, I'm taking Arkansas to get to the final four. So I think they're going to uh, win both games this weekend. Um, Loyal, I mean, I'd probably take Loyola over Oregon State. Like, I didn't think Oregon State was going to beat Oklahoma State, and they beat the brakes off of them, dude. Yeah. The only only fucking game I needed for that parlay. Um, Houston looks really bad against Rutgers. Uh, they beat Clemson by four. So, I, yeah, I would I would probably go Syracuse with them as well. How about the fact that Jim Beheim has made three Sweet 16s as a double-digit seed? They always is is because of that two three zone. People just don't have enough time to prepare for it. I feel like yeah, it's like the triple option. Yeah, buddy buckets. There you go. Um, I'll take Bama. I'm probably gonna take Michigan. Yeah. Every time I watch, I won't say watch you guys play, but when I see your scores, um, it you know at like halftime and stuff, it's concerning. It is every time I see it's like a it's like a high school. I don't mean this in a bad way, but like like a high school girls basketball game because it's always like nineteen to twelve. Like how does that happen? Um, so I think you have some recency bias there. Okay, we're we're actually one of the most efficient offenses in the country this year. So a little I, bit of recency. Win. Bias. The last from two the games start of the season look like shit. From the start um, of the season. <laughs> okay, well you know what? Keep your logic and your fucking facts out of here, Tyler. <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely taking Gonzaga and I'm going to take USC because I think Oregon and USC already played once this year and they looked really bad. Um, anyway, like, let's get to this. We don't, we don't really have anything that, that much else to cover here, but like, no, um, I, I do want to get into like the bracket pool that you guys okay. all filled out, which thank you again. Uh, we have a pretty big pot prize pack that I still need to buy. Um, <laughs> so well, like, I didn't want to buy the t-shirts yet because like, I don't know what size they're going to be. Right. True. Um, true. Thinking of the people first. I like that. Right. So I, I'm in the 60.9% 60. percentile. Perfect for you. Say that correctly. Yeah, sure. 60. Uh, just 60. Like I'm, I'm ranked 52nd. I'm pretty sure there's like 58 people in, our, in this in this pool, <laughs> I think. Um, so then I, I kept looking at this and, and I was like, you know what? Who's, like, who's leading? So I, I want to give this guy a shout out. There's several people in in our pool that are in the 99th percentile. Wow. There's one person that has a hundred percent. I correct. I thought no, no, this, no, no, no. this can't be right. It's yeah, a, I was about to say has, there's no chance. It says he has 450 points. It says per, a percentage, maybe that's like percentile. hundred percent. I'm looking right at it. Yeah, I see that. Well, all the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see this. So who's, he's obviously missed some. So I, I, I don't. Whoever these people are, there's multiple people in this group that are in in the 99th percentile, and it like I honestly I'm not saying this in a rude way because you are kicking my ass in the bracket uh, or in the pool, but at the same time, like I don't know if this makes me think that they're smarter or if they're even dumber for picking these games, and they just all it seemed to happen because like again craziest year ever, most like 13 C's or more that like went to the Sweet 16. 
I don't, and this guy just fucking, it's like, it's ridiculous. What's his Wait, name? Where, hold on. Hold Roll on. Oates. RM Young 15. Roll Oates. There he is. He had Villanova and Baylor. He had Ar- he had Arkansas and Oral Roberts. Like I don't what? I don't even know what to do with that. Like <laughs> so- he he had USC. He had Creighton and Gonzaga. Like, did you fucking fill this out after like the games happened? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is he had LSU beating Michigan. Like, I was going through it. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, <laughs> of all the things, um, and I think he had LSU in the Elite Eight. He had Syracuse. Wow, it, he's got Bam one the whole thing, huh? Yeah. And he, I mean, he had Syracuse beating Rutgers. Like, I mean, shoot your fucking shot, dude. Good for you. I, yeah. I just, it, it's incredible stuff. Um, so yeah, anyway, like that guy, we got to figure out the prize pack because like these guys killed it. Like just absolutely killed it. And also that guy's in first place for right now, but there's still, I think it's like a tie for everyone else right next to him. All right. Anyway, let me click on this guy's name. RM Young. Yeah, we can't get we can't get a, a name on there, but you probably know who you are. RM Young, fifteen. You probably know who you are. <laughs> Maybe. Good for you. I'm in sixty I mean, first place. But like, look, I'm looking at it right now. Again, you're in sixty first. You're worse than I am. Yeah, <laughs> we can't like we can't host a fucking bracket pool and then finish in last and second to last in the in the said bracket pool. You know what? Well, to be fair, there's 102, so I'm in the. I'm not in the top half, but I'm not. Do that math. Do that math. <laughs> not at the bottom. Um, okay. Yeah, but but like again, there is. Oh, he's not going to win either because he has Bama winning it all, and everyone else has Gonzaga. But like the people that are right behind him, and they're only behind him by like twenty and thirty points. I mean, we have we have three people in this group in our group of our listeners that are at 98.7% or better. And and all I have to say to that guys is one, again, we really do thank you for listening and thank you for playing. And we might just give all of you a, a, a prize because this, that's incredible. But also like, I don't mean this in a rude way, but kind of fuck you for not telling us any of these picks so we could have made some money. Yeah, we I mean, all together guys, now. We told you guys that we're not big basketball guys. Yeah. That was a cry for help, really. We need it help. It really was. Anyway, but yeah, congrats to all those guys. Read, read co one. Um, and Reed Co. <laughs> uh, and the, oh God, the winner, Cole Niblet. So I'm assuming that's from Cole Niblet. Um, but yeah, anyway, congrats to those guys. All right, let's, let's go rapid fire through uh, some, some other stuff here. We'll breeze through some college football news and notes, even though the name of the podcast is college football uncensored. Um, just some interesting things that happened over the weekend, because we're not going to get really into spring practice until spring games and, and do like recaps more, uh, than like the day-to-day stuff. Um, rumors are are swirling that uh, Henry Tuoto, the you junior sure linebacker, right? I'm sure I don't, um, the junior linebacker from Tennessee, or he's going to be a junior, uh, who was in the transfer portal, he is rumored to be back on campus and joining the team for spring practice, which whenever this stuff happens, I get so confused because I'm like, it's March 20 third it is like school didn't start on march 22nd bro like what what what's been going on like what has been happening um but at the same time like that would be such a huge pickup for tennessee and i think honestly maybe out of any transfer like that's that's transferred to a place or that would come back this would probably be the biggest one or have the biggest impact on a team from like a leadership standpoint and like a stability standpoint because there's nobody on that team 
we talked about it a while ago. They had 28 people in the transfer portal at some point this offseason. 28 people. And I think that was a month ago. And there's been several more since to get somebody back back like that, like not just from a talent standpoint, but from the fact that you have a leader, you have somebody that's a, a locker room guy that everyone's going to look to and respect, which is huge for a first year coach. I, I think it's, I think that'd be great for Tennessee. Well, if you're a Tennessee fan, you got to feel good about Josh Heupel and his recruiting acumen. If he was able to convince a kid who's got one more, no. basically one more year left to play um, to come back to a team who has no aspirations of championships. Well, I wouldn't say that. That's kind of sounds honest. rude. In his next year, you think Tennessee has aspirations of a championship next year? I think they have aspirations to do it. Like I have aspirations oh, to do stuff all the time. Yeah. Like I don't, <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to do it, but like, what's it? I'm maybe, not saying they another... never have it just next year. It doesn't seem likely. I'll just say that. But yeah, I mean, wow, man, just guys, if like the main takeaway from this podcast is you should always give up on your dreams. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I get what you're saying. I, they're not going to compete. I think for, for championships by any means. But I mean, I mean, a mass exodus of, of almost 30 people, which I know that, that all of them weren't scholarship players, but there were 12. There were 12 that were four stars or higher. And there were also several five stars that left. So, um, you know, that's like a third of the scholarship players on your team. Pretty incredible that he was, if, if he's able to pull that off. Um, I honestly thought he was going to Bama, um, yeah, especially so with the two, two linebackers leaving. So um, that happened. Uh, I don't want to get into this too much because I don't want to make it a, a, a Bama centric podcast, but there's the pro day was today. It just happened like an hour 12 minutes ago. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, Max Jones ran a four, eight, five. Seems weird, right? I feel like they, they probably pulled the cones in short. We did that one year <laughs> for baseball. Yeah. We like, we run the 60, we put it into 57. Um, and we got caught doing it for our coach in front of the scouts. It did not Ooh, go well. That's... Yeah. Which one of you move the fucking cones? And we're like, not now, man. This is a job <laughs> interview. <laughs> yeah, the scouts were like, uh, check mark next to cheer. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. Let me tell this story real quick. We, we this is like my sophomore year, and, and I was so pumped to run the sixty because I was like, I came in to college like more so looking like I do now, and then like after freshman year, I dropped weight and I, and I got like super fast, right? Mm-hmm. I went like from running like a seven two sixty to to a six six, and um, six seven. So we had this really good player who's going to get drafted. He was he like conference play of the year, two years in a row. He was just, he just always did shit to like sabotage himself. It seemed like, like he would, he like didn't want to be successful almost. So he's there for pro day and he's, he's going to be like the main guy. Everyone's looking at he had like four twenty with like 20 home runs. And he brings up the idea to move the, the cones in because they had marked off 60 yards on the field and he picked it up and like, like wrapped it up. So it just, he wasn't like obvious, put it under the cone and moved it to 57. Right. So it's like 57. <laughs> yards. And, and we're all like, really I don't know genius. why we, it wasn't at all. And you know why? Cause like, I, it, I don't know what we thought was going to happen, but the moment we started running and you had guys that were running, like they would run six sixes, which is like the equivalent of a four or five forty. Okay. Right. Right. Um, they were running like six, two and six, three. And, and like, it, like at first they're like, man, you got so fast team. And then like all of us were running like these, like it was, it was like everyone ran Bo Jackson's 40 time at the, at the combine. And it was fucking, we got reamed. It was awful. Um, the, the only story I heard from pro day that was uh, seemingly interesting was Najee Harris. He missed his flight because it got, it got canceled or postponed because of weather. Um, and so instead of just missing pro day that he's not participating in, he drove nine hours to support his teammates. 
What a nice guy. What's the farthest you would drive? If, if you needed help, we talked about this this weekend. Like you didn't invite me up to your house in Woodstock. Is that where you live? Or Canton? Canton. Same place. I just assumed you wouldn't come. Yeah, I know. That was really nice of you. Um, and you probably so, <laughs> You know, honestly, like if it was on a Friday in traffic, I wouldn't drive like three miles from my house. Right. Um, nine hours? I, I just, good for him, I guess. I don't, I don't. Anyway, answer the question. What's the farthest you would drive for that? Wow. Um, reaction. Let's say 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to sound like the asshole, but that was way worse. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, anyway. Well, um, <laughs> I just feel like stuff like that is, it's like like moving and picking a friend up for the airport is just, moving. I'd rather go to a gender reveal. Mm, I, yeah. And I hate gender reveals. I haven't been to one, but like I hate every, seeing them on social media. I there's nothing I will I, even my best friend I don't think it would ever help move. It's my least favorite thing to ever do. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all my friends out there. But I remember when I moved and I like this is like when I was like 28 or like maybe it was like 30 when we were doing our podcast and I had a substantial amount less things than all of my friends. Yeah. So it was like three car trips to move and and like didn't need anything else just just like just the car i think i needed like one truck to like move something um and i remember like telling one of my friends i was like hey do you mind helping me move and he's like chris i don't know how to tell you this we're 30 so be a fucking adult and hire movers and i was like all right well i didn't know that everyone was doing that <laughs> um okay um you want to close it out here with this uncensored moment of the week can we talk real quick about the NCAA thing oh with the um the women's yeah yeah Go ahead. I don't like how you said that, but I mean, the women, the women's tournament, they had, they had some rightful, um, egregious things going on that they had right, the right to complain about for sure. So go, go. For yeah, it. So if you missed it, um, basically at the women's tournament, which is being held in San Antonio, which another thing, I don't understand how San Antonio gets so many fucking events. I just, it's the river walk and that's it. I don't get it. Remember the, um, Alma. Remember the Alma. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, so San Antonio, they're they're they show up to the I guess like what do you call it like quarantine or the bubble, not quarantine, but yeah, they show up to the bubble and there's like several people because they're all college athletes and you have all of these teams here and in the downtime that you have there because you just have to sit around, you can't go out anywhere. People want to go work out and this fucking gym <laughs> that they had set up for them was like. Honestly, the lobby not, of Marriott, I think it wasn't that good. It like it, it looked like people compared it to like a shitty hotel gym. But like imagine like, you know, when you go to like a, a best Western, it's like we got a we got a full workout room. And it's like, you know, you have a treadmill that always screeches way too loudly for no reason when it's turned on. And then you have like like four sets of dumbbells and none of them match. It's like here's a 20 and a 28. Like, why the fuck would you give me a 28? So. <laughs> And, and, and like every, there's not a lot of equipment in there, but imagine that same amount of equipment spread out into like the size of a Walmart, right? <laughs> there was just, just emptiness. It was so sad looking. So much room first, for activities. So much room for activities. I honestly, I thought it was, I was like, oh, that's smart. They're, they're just trying to socially distance. So that's why they put everything 17 yards apart uh, from each other. And, and so like, People got upset and rightfully so. And, and they called out Mark Emmert on social media. And he's 
continues to be the worst. Like my main question about this is like, it, it's, it's funny only from the standpoint of Mark Emmert is a fucking moron. And every time he does something, he chooses the wrong, like the wrong thing. Like every time he comes to a decision, it, I don't want to say in his life, cause I'm sure he's made some correct decisions, but like when he has a decision to make, that's going to impact a lot of people, especially in, in like the college athletes, it seems like he always makes the wrong decision, like every single time. And I, I really don't understand why he even put this together. Like, like if that's what you're going to throw out there, why would you even waste your time with like the, like, you put so little effort into it. There was no way there wasn't going to be backlash. Well, I mean, especially over the last few years, there's been this movement, rightfully so. I have a daughter, so I'm all about it, of just making sure that women have equal rights to men. And mm -hmm. the fact that you would throw that out there and and expect that no one would say anything, it's just it, it, it just goes to the level of incompetency that the NCAA, Mark Emmert, the only, as you said the other day, the only right move they've made over the last year is hiring a social media person yeah. who clearly just knows how to throw out fire memes. I mean... And again, like I, I say it as a joke, sort of, but like not really. They they just I Peter Burns was talking about this this morning on SEC this morning. Um, and he brought up the fact that he's like, you know, that there's some like, you know, like financial aspects to it that do make sense, which is I forgot the yeah. number he threw out for for like the like men's March Madness or men's tournament. It it makes over a billion dollars. It brings in over a billion dollars of revenue. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean. It's outside of the Super Bowl commercials, like that is the most prime ad space in, in like sports television. The women's tournament brings in 41 million. So it's a substantial amount less. Yep. But there's no fucking way you can tell me that if you had $41 million in profits and revenue and your job is to create this equal, um, not equal, but I would say like create like you're, you're trying to give a better, not better life, but you're trying to get like the betterment of student athletes, give them all of the amenities they need. And, and this is honestly for like the women's tournament is awesome. Like the women's finals, final four, everything after that sucks. Like it's, it's always yeah. like UConn beats like some poor fucking like nun school from Tennessee. It's like 92 to 13, which is awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like the final four is awesome. Like a couple of years ago, the Mississippi state buzzer beater of Notre Dame, like, it's always fun. So I just don't understand why they, they wouldn't take that more seriously. And it's, it was frustrating, man. It was, it was really yet again. He, he fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. And, and let's be honest. I mean, we're not sitting here watching the, the women's game, so we're not trying to act like we are, but at the same time, you, you gotta, oh, I'll you watch the final four for sure. Yeah. But you missed that fire first round matchup between Florida state and Oregon state. Hey, shout out. Me. Nice win. So this is strictly a beeves <laughs> podcast. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll close on this. I I remember like one of my favorite moments. This could be the uncensored moment of the week instead of the Cubs player. <laughs> Cubs player. Of the Mets. <laughs> 21. Sorry. All right, real quick. <laughs> the uncensored moment of the week was going to be this Cubs player named Jesus Camargo Corrales, who's 25. Um, he was driving from at spring yeah. training. He was driving to Denver for a from Mexico. He was hosting from Mexico. Yeah. And, and he had, this always cracks me up. Like, when people are smuggling drugs, they're like, Oh yeah, you can look at the trunk. It's like, whatever. Like just so brazen about it. Like it, it's like, 21 it, pounds of meth back there. Yeah, go ahead. So he like the, the cop was like, I, I need to search your car. And he was like, I think he gave some things. He's like, I would never do drugs because I gave an oath to the the Chicago Cubs to be anti-drug 
in like some like bullshit like dare program or something like that. It was like, what? <laughs> That's not believable, sir. So then he gets he gets into like the trunk, and all that's in the trunk is like a tire and a bag. And he's like, I'm gonna have to open the bag. He's like, Yeah, it's like, whatever. Is this gloves? <laughs> I just like at that point, I'm like, lie for longer. Like, what are we doing right now? And then they found 21 pounds of meth, which I don't know how much a, a one meth may, weighs, but that seems like a lot. So he said that he was coming. So he 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 had a friend in this area of Mexico that's notorious Sonora. for this massive uh, cartel. And he claims his friend. So actually, he wasn't coming from there. He was coming from Phoenix, driving to Denver. But he said this friend mm -hmm. was in Mexico, offered him $500 to deliver a duffel bag. He said that he thought the bag contained shoes or clothing, but also indicated that he knew there were drugs inside. So I don't really know <laughs> what happened here. Yeah. 21 I'm pounds of meth. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's honestly, he's lucky. And this is weird that we this happened in the same week because like, Anytime I see a drug bust, again, I have no idea how much meth weighs. Like, I don't, if you guys want to help us out with that, I'm not good at square foot math. I'm definitely not good at square meth math. But like, it, there was a guy who got arrested at, the, at like an airport in Oklahoma with 102 pounds, which I, breaking 102 pounds of anything on a flight seems like such a laborious task. I don't understand why you're going to do that. You get that upcharge, you know? Yeah. Over 30 pounds. It's, you know, the overweight bag. You get you explain that to your drug dealer. Like, are you going to expense it? Like your drug dealer's not going to expense that. No. Um, <laughs> all right. I, I don't remember what else we were going to say. Oh, <laughs> like the, the, the women's basketball tournament. I just want to share this one story. There was a game I remember watching a couple years ago and it was UConn versus Mississippi state. And Mississippi state was like right on the cusp of, of being good. And this is just one of the funniest, like, like, several moments that I, I think I've ever watched like in sports because of, of what ended up happening. And so it was like a one verse four or something like that. And Mississippi state went up to UConn to play and it was a big deal, right? It might've been one verse two. And they showed on sports center, like early in sports center. Like it was like the, the big thing that day they start going over the highlights and they showed the pregame locker room speech. And this guy is just, I mean, it's, I, I would get goosebumps. Like it's, it's just this, unbelievably awesome inspirational speech he's like go out there and make history good like like us against the world this whole thing and they are fucking fired up and then they they leave the locker room i swear to god and the next cut from from sports center was all right into the first quarter it was 32 to 4 and i was like what what happened it was terrible so we'll close on that um but yeah it was uh it was pretty fantastic Anyway, you, you close this out here, Tyler. Yeah, well, hey, look, if you have a team in the Sweet 16 this weekend, best of luck, Arkansas fans, Bama fans, whoever else is out there, Loyola fans, if you're out there uh, listening to our podcast because your team has a sweet college football team, doubtful. Um, good luck this weekend. As always, five stars on iTunes. Yeah. Give us some reviews. Still have some sweet stickers maybe we could give out, or have we shipped all of those out? No, we have we've shipped half of them out. I need to get some different ones anyway because these are too small. Okay, so we, we'll get some we, more swag. We've got more bribery for you coming. Yeah. So, five star reviews on iTunes. Subscribe so the podcast shows up on your phone immediately when it is debuted. Yeah, and we really hey, appreciate and you guys listening. Here's something too: um, if you guys uh, want us to specifically talk about your team, there's really not shit going on in college football right now. So just throw out a, a, a suggestion, and we'll we'll just do some research or if you guys want us to figure out how much meth weighs we can do all of that okay it's a long off season we're gonna get through it together thanks for listening guys bye y'all